0: And welcome back, Left Coasters Universe, to week 11 of the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. I'm with Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, and we are ramping up, ramping up for the playoffs that are so close. They're so, they're right around the corner. We have Thanksgiving coming, and then Christmas is right after, and then boom, we're in Playoff City, guys. And it's 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 right there. You can bite it. This is the last week of the NFL with bi-week teams. After this, all 16 teams will be playing every week from here on out, and we will be here to cover it. Uh, today on the show we got a lot of fun stuff to do. We have obviously the Rams and Chargers section where the Rams are on fire and the Chargers keep just butt fumbling games away. We also have a gravestone section where we're going to have a little uh little change to the game this week which these two guys don't know about but I'll be adding in. And then at the end we'll be doing the pick 'em section where Brian killed it last week as a 10 and 4 record. He now is tied with the lead for dangles and I'm still behind but we'll get there soon. First I want to talk about uh, a little bit of fun stuff with these terrible coaches that we have We'll be doing first coach fired in just a second, but... A little bit of housekeeping first, guys. As we know, the holiday's coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up, and all three of the hosts right now, all three of us, will not be in Los Angeles next week. We just figured this out. We were sitting down in here. We won't be here. Literally just figured that out.
1: Surprisingly enough, we all have lives outside of the Left Coasters <laughs> podcast, families that actually enjoy seeing us every once in a while, and so we try to accommodate them as best we can.
0: So as much as we would love to give you a Thanksgiving episode of the Left Coasters, in fact, last year I think we did two Thanksgiving episodes, we will not be here next week at your normal time on Thursday to give you the Left Coasters podcast. Instead, you can find our picks by checking on our Instagram page, which is the Left Coasters podcast. You can also check our Facebook page because they'll be there too at the Left Coasters podcast on Facebook. We'll find some way to tweet them out too because you can follow us, the Left Coasters pod, on Twitter. Uh, Thank you, Rich Orsted, by the way, for commenting on Facebook. We love that you're listening even though you're a terrible Dolphins fan, but uh, keep listening, buddy, and hopefully your team We'll get rid of Jay Cutler and be better. Um, But, yeah, so we won't be here next week. We will be here in two weeks with Dangles running the show and having an interesting podcast two weeks from now. But this week right now is the full gamut. So let's get going. You guys ready? Let's do it. So, first, we've wanted to do this for a while now, and it's taken us, I think it's the perfect time to do this because there are a bunch of good teams out there, the Rams being one of them, but there are also a bunch of really crappy teams out there. And right around now is the time where we start to debate if there will be a coach fired mid-season, who was the first coach fired last year, gentlemen? Fisher. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, Jeff Fisher. Mr. That's Jeff, right. Fisher. So. And and Mr. Jeff Fisher. He won and and Mr. Jeff Fisher so. That was a well-deserved firing.
0: And now he has Sean McVay, who I have the odds for Vegas for the first coach fired right now. Bill Belichick is obviously the low, the the one who Gosh, will not get I fired. Hope so, but you know who number two is? Sean McVay. No Sean kidding. McVay is number two, uh, according to this, uh, uh, I believe it's scoresandodds.com, on the, the least likely to get fired first. Okay. So there you go, Sean McVay, much different than Jeff Fisher. But we had this week uh, the Giants lost to the formerly winless San Francisco 49ers. Everyone was calling for Bob McAdoo, Ben McAdoo, whatever his name's head. And John Mara, the owner, the owner of the New York Giants, released a statement to the media saying, Ben McAdoo is our coach. He is our coach for this season, which you know what that means, fellas. He's getting fired. He's getting fired <laughs> Gone. next week. Gone. But, but let's go through some of these odds right now, and you guys tell me where you think the good money will be for our listeners at home. Again, this is first coach to either fire, retire, or resign right now in the season. Can you g- give me a guesstimate on who you think is the high, the best odds right now? Or uh, the highest odds? Um Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Hugh Jackson. Hugh, yeah, Hugh, Jackson. Definitely gonna go with Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. You would actually lose money if you bet on him. You'd oh, have to bet wolf. more money to win it. He is a favorite to get fired. Number two. Do you have a guess? John Fox and the Bears. No. Ooh, Foxy. Foxy. I w- he's actually he's actually fifty to one to get fired right no now. No kidding. Fifty to one. Really? Yeah. That's wow, a that that's is, high. Wow. That
1: is. Those are good odds for John Fox. Other guys Considering some of his play calling decisions and clock management this year with the Bears, I am blown away that he has 51 on him. Exactly.
0: Other guys to get 50 to 1 just to give you a a mindset, Jay Gruden and Jason Garrett also 50 to 1. So they think John Fox is as safe as those guys. (laughs) Hey Amen. Hey, if you think he's gonna get fired, put some money on it. Fifty to oh, one's is a legit man. number. Wow. Brian, who'd you say was number two? I was gonna go with Pagano. You are right there. He is nine to five, so almost two to one odds that he would be fired next. Number three is my man Ben McAdoo at ten to one odds. I think ten to one is a steal. If we're going through where you would put your money, I think Ben McAdoo is fired as soon as two weeks from now. We might not be able to record a podcast, Brian and before I, went ben before McAdoo Ben gets McAdoo gets fired. is fired. That's ten to depressing. one odds is great. Twenty to one. There's two of them: Dirk Cutter in Tampa Bay and Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. Thirty to one. There's a couple of them: Dan Quinn in Atlanta is thirty to one. I think that's I think that's a little crazy. Ron Ron Rivera of Carolina is thirty to one.
2: How is that possible? I know
0: they're in the playoff hunt. I know Bruce Arians is thirty to one for Arizona. I was going to say Bruce would be my next one. And Adam Gase thirty to one for Miami.
2: Adam's not going anywhere. Adam's got a clean house and they got to, they got to clean the cover. You don't think
1: I I was going to pick Adam Gase up at the top of that list, actually, because think, we remember earlier this year we talked about how you know, they were play he was, he was calling players out for not taking their work home with them and for not being, you know, read yeah. up on the offense. And, you know, and we we had talked about how that goes back up to the coaching staff. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a general manager that is something that concerns me. And the Dolphins still aren't winning. You know, they got killed on Monday night by the Panthers. Just I, absolutely killed. They've had three straight prime time games, yeah, and I yeah. don't think they've won any of them. In fact, I think they've lost all of them in spectacular fashion. I
2: think him and John Fox are in the same category, though. They're going to get a free pass because of the quarterback. Yeah, I You don't know, know. Fox Fox doesn't have Trubisky up to up to snuff, and and Gase had a bad injury with Tannehill. So I think they're going to give them—they're um, definitely going to be on the hot seat going into next year, that's for sure. I don't think they're fired. But I the other coach that I was going to ask about was, um, what about what's-his-face at, um, I think, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh
0: is in the in seventy-five Baltimore. to one group. Seventy-five yeah. to one. I
2: would put money on him. You think so? Yeah, because there's some infighting in that organization. About yeah, it's hitting. a little weird. So, so you know, go with their Go with her smoke.
0: Yeah, I get you. You know who else is seventy-five to one? Who I would look at vance, As a, vance uh, joseph no vance joseph is actually closer to 40 to 1 but 75 to 1 well, let me let me let me guess let me guess uh let's go with uh, man mccarthy I, man that oh he he actually is 75 to 1 but it's not the guy i'm thinking man, of. i'm Sean Payton? i don't think no, mccarthy gets fired in season this is obviously for caldwell who gets fired first no caldwell is closer to let me see if i can find him caldwell is 50 to 1 in the john fox territory 75 to 1 the one that i think is the long shot and has a chance to get fired first the man in Los Angeles, Anthony Lynn. Mm. I think he's doing a terrible job with the Chargers. They have not been able to I said earlier they're gonna be butt fumbling these losses away. Nothing has changed from the Chargers of this year to the Chargers of last year. I think Anthony Lynn at seventy five to one you have to peek at. But again, ten to one Ben McAdoo. And then who else do we like at uh fifty to one there? John Fox. Uh, John Fox. John that's Fox right. at yes. fifty to one. That's that's those are two good bets, I think.
2: I, I, I would go with I'd throw a little money on Harbaugh and I'd throw a heck of a
0: lot of money on Cutter. Yeah, yeah, it's Cutter, that's, the, well, uh, that's another Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick one. just sort of extended his uh, Cutter's lifeline there.
2: Yeah, but, you know, it's about putting butts in seats, and if you can't get the best out of Winston, you're not going to be there for very long. Yeah, I, you I know, agree with you. Fitzpatrick, they've put so much money into Winston. Fitzpatrick is not your answer, and somehow you got to find— Winston's the
1: franchise. I mean, yeah, that's, he... that's just plain it. And if you don't have a guy who's making the most of his talents—I mean, I understand that he's, yeah. he's battling an injury right now, and that's fine, but, but the fact that that he is the franchise and he's not Did... being, being used—he's sitting out because he's hurt right yeah did you but did you did you notice the
2: gm when we when they had hard knocks on where he was just gloating over winston like there was there was scenes of him yeah. talking to coaches yeah. to be like yeah we saw him in the in the combine and we were just like that's the real deal and it's kind of like i haven't seen it yet and i remember just kind of sitting there kind of somewhat
1: uneasy kind of going well i don't know man like well let's see what happens and i think we've seen haven't you but i think we've seen Jameis be the real deal on the field he's i think there were flashes well. of it last year i think he has that potential he maybe hasn't realized all of it and executed it to its full potential on on the field yet and that may again and i was gonna say that may have something to do with the coaching staff that may go back to the coaching staff
0: i was gonna say like we've we we all expected maybe again we were blinded by hard knocks but we all expected tampa bay to be a force in this year's nfl and they've taken a huge step back and i think that falls on the people playing but also cutter has to take a lot of blame for that so i'd be with you there too yeah so let's move on to the teams that are good Let's move on to the teams that are in the playoffs. I'm going to give you right now the playoff picture. If the season ended today, this would be the playoff picture. And you guys tell me who you think is going to fall out of these playoffs. You guys want to start with the NFC or the AFC? Let's go with, I think, the Let's go with AFC because the NFC is more interesting. The NFC is fun. The NFC is fun. Uh, the AFC right now, the two seeds, the top two seeds, getting the buys are the Steelers and the Patriots, both at seven and two. The third seed would be the Kansas City Chiefs, six and three. The fourth seed, the Tennessee Titans, at six and three. Your two wildcard teams are the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and three, and the Buffalo Bills at five and four. There is no other team in the AFC at five and four. There are. Uh, Four teams at four and five or four and six. So, gentlemen, out of those teams I just listed, where do you think the shakeup is coming from out of those six?
2: I think the shakeup has to be kind of the Bills with this information regarding uh, Tyrod Taylor. Insane. I, s- <laughs> I still don't know what's going
0: on. Insane. <laughs> for those, Tyrod. For those who don't know, Tyrod Taylor, who has been starting for the Bills for the past, I believe, three years, at least two years, take or take. Uh, he was uh, uh, told he was going to be the backup heading into this Sunday's game for the Bills, and they're going to start fifth round pick Nathan Peterman. Formerly of Kramer's Peterman uh, associates on Seinfeld Why? Do, what, what was the reasoning that the organization gave? I, I believe they wanted to see what they had in Peterman They're but in the
2: playoffs That's what
0: I'm saying <laughs> they, are, they are the sixth seed right now And they're 5-4, and four, again, a game ahead of everyone else in, in that AFC that's in the hunt I, I personally don't get it Tyrod Taylor did have a terrible, terrible game Uh, at home against New Orleans, but New Orleans has a good defense this year. You would assume that would be able to change, but this Peterman kid, they have a lot of faith in him and they're going to be going with him moving forward so
1: uh, official statement from uh, to just to clarify that on from, from head coach Sean McDermott uh, as I continually evaluate our roster and our goal to become better I've decided to start Nate Peterman as our quarterback this week I remain confident in Tyrod Taylor and his ability to help our football team basically he <laughs> says you know uh, he was our starter when you guys asked me this question on Monday uh, I evaluated the team I'm paraphrasing here and, and I thought about it I slept on it, and I felt like we needed to move in a different direction now I'm quoting him directly at this time and made a decision uh tuesday morning Crazy. um and tyrod Crazy. was disappointed but professional as mcdermott said which is what you hope to hear out of a guy the, when you know it's a hard thing i i'm assuming to have to do as a head coach there's the a guy you can't play
2: listen to this schedule you're putting a rookie rookie quarterback against this schedule chargers okay chiefs patriots colts dolphins Again at the Patriots, and then another one at the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, they haven't even. Yeah, yeah, it's they haven't even gotten into the thick of it yet. That is it's a, crazy. That
2: is not a time to start throwing your your rookie quarterback. What was he? Fifth round or sixth round pick? Get out! Get the fuck out of here! I can't believe that's it. that's crazy to me. So that's that's the team it. that I'm looking
1: at. I think you could even make. Well, it. but remember what you know? I, I you know remember uh, last week I was you know I was mentioning how Tony Romo had talked about the team is not built to come back, right? No, and not at all. Would, you know, and, and we saw this. Uh, we saw this in full full display when they. Played played the Saints on Sunday, just like just like I said it would happen to pat myself on the back here. The Saints got out in front way early, way out in front, and the Bills just never had a chance to get into the game, ever, offensively. Insane. And Tyrod Taylor is not built to bring that team back in. Do I think that Nathan Peterman is? I, I don't know. I guess crazier things Nathan have happened. Nathan Peterman. Okay, crazier his name things is have Nathan happened. Nathan Peterman. Yeah, but at the beginning of the last season, if you had told me that Tony Romo was going to lose his job to Dak Prescott, I would have told you to get the fuck out of my station. You're done. Like, no. But this is—but it, it happened. And Nathan. here we are. Dak Prescott is leading them. Nathan Peterman from Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, you
0: know who else a Pitt quarterback's been doing? His name's Tom Savage. Yeah. So let, let's see how this Nathan Peterman does. Moving on to the NFC. Can I
1: can I throw
2: one more thing in there? Yeah. You know who's going to probably replace them? This is scary. The Ravens. You think so? Because I'm looking
0: at the Raiders. Raiders are 4-5, and five and no, the but, Raiders are... are, are...
2: But lo- listen to the Ravens' schedule. Packers, Texans, Lions, Steelers, Browns, Colts, Bengals. Listen to the Raiders' schedule. Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles,
0: Chargers. Okay, Raven the Raiders have a tough <laughs>
2: tough tough time. <laughs> tough time. That's gonna be scary. We and by the way, just for everybody at home, we kill the Ravens
0: oh we killed the ravens a while very ago. early we killed the ravens a while ago moving on to the nfc to uh, wrap up real quick the top two seeds are the eagles who have the best record in the league at eight and one the vikings at seven and two those are your two bi-week teams right now the rams oh i'm sorry the saints are in third place the rams are in fourth place both at seven and two the panthers seven and three the seahawks six and three those are your top six right now, and that's a very good top six. People in the hunt, though, Falcons, Lions, Packers, Cowboys, all at five and four. Right on the edge there of the Seahawks, who just lost Richard Sherman for the year. So do you see anything changing out of those top six, gentlemen? Any of them at all? You oh, can say no.
1: Man, I, it, out if of it those is, top six, I, if
0: there is, it's going to be the Seahawks. I, I think,
2: think so. personally, only yeah. because of their schedule. Again, we're kind of uh, you know harping on that a little bit, but that's kind of forecasting things. They they play the Falcons, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Rams, the Cowboys,
0: and the Cardinals. It's tough, that's and all have good one. offenses. I'm worried about that.
2: And I think the the Lions, and this is coming from a Lions fan, full disclosure, but they've got a really light schedule: Bears, Vikings, Ravens, Bucks, Bears, Bengals, Packers. That's not that's not
1: tough. No, not <laughs> that's at not all. Not tough at all. That's, that's why Caldwell's getting all.
2: fired, people. If he doesn't win, the, if he doesn't end up in the playoffs
1: but I, th- I think the more the more surprising thing would probably be to see one of these teams that's in the hunt climb into one of those spots like you know a Lions team or a Packers team because that the, the way that the Don't way that on the, the because, Falcons either well, look at this the way that these teams are playing right now three out of the four uh wild card round teams are playing some of the best football that they've played in years the Panthers are playing the best that they've played since they were a Super Bowl team the Rams are playing the best football they played since they were the greatest show on turf, and the Saints are playing the best football that they've played probably in two or three years. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and they're playing defense, and they're
0: running the ball, two the things Saints, that
1: they never have I done have a, in the
0: past. I was going to save this stat for the pick'em section, but the Saints had the craziest stat in the world. This is coming from a team led by Drew Brees, and they the reason why they beat the Bills and why they're so good is, yes, the defense, but they have also, they've also taken the Tony Cavallo patented way to win football games, and that's starting with the run and have your Hall of Fame quarterback, only throw when he needs to. The Saints, this comes from Mike Rodak. Ah, yes. The Mike patented Rodak- Tony Twitter. Cavallo
1: system <laughs> yes. of establish the run to open up the pass. Yeah, it's it has never
0: been, been, been done before. never whole, been around. I, w- I would love to see Green Bay do it. The, uh, this comes from Mike Rodak. The Saints ran the ball on 24 consecutive plays against Buffalo. 24 consecutive plays the Drew Brees-led Saints ran the ball. According to Elias Sports, that had not happened in any NFL game since 1989. 1989, if I had told you that a team ran the ball 24 consecutive plays and won the game, you would have guessed maybe I mean, Minnesota.
1: That is just that is just not a, New a case where of a head coach going, I'm going to run the ball until you show me that you can stop me from do it. doing it. And, and the Bills defense could not stop the run.
2: Have. While while Drew Brees' fantasy owners are screaming. <laughs>
0: screaming. As long as happening, the Saints are winning the game. And uh, before we move on from the playoff picture, after this week, if uh, the Packers beat the Ravens, Watch out for them Packers. Yeah. Watch out for them Packers. I'm telling you, they don't have a tough schedule, and if Aaron Rodgers comes back for those final three games, they could sneak into that Seahawks' six seed, and they are the most dangerous team if Aaron Rodgers comes back.
1: And if you're a Cowboy fan, you kind of have to be a little scared right now. Cowboys
2: are in trouble.
0: Speaking
1: of running games, though, Tony, are you at all concerned about the running game in Green Bay?
0: Uh, No, because we drafted three running backs, rookie running backs, in the draft. One of them turned out to be good, and Aaron Jones gone for the season. Ty Montgomery has broken ribs, has had, I think he broke his ribs three times this season, and now we have... Jamal Williams, the guy we drafted first in that draft, we'll see what we got. All they we got a tough do... sled. Yeah. They've got a really yeah. tough sled. Ravens,
2: so... Steelers, Bucks, Browns, Panthers, Vikings, Lions.
0: Well, Ravens, Bucks, and Browns are victories. They should be victories. They got. They got to get to ten if, yeah. the, if they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ten. Uh, ten is going to get you into the wild card this this uh, this season.
0: I think. I think the Raven, Bucks, and Browns are victories, and then Rogers comes back. So we'll see what happens. From a broken collarbone, what are you smoking? Hey, man, let's do this moving on to gravestones let's ram it baby and now for this week's section of gravestones but first let me explain the new rules because we are missing next week's podcast this is what i was going to save for the last two weeks because we are missing next week's podcast today each host will be picking two count them two teams So there will be a total of six teams killed today. Because again, if one host picks a team, the other host cannot kill that team. Brian, you were first. Dangles, you were second. I am third. And yes, that means I'll be going sixth as well. I'm fucking myself over in this. Wow. (laughs) But this is what we're going to do. So without any further ado, it's time for Gravestones. This is the moment of the podcast where each host chooses a team to put into the ground and say that they will not be making it into this year's NFL playoffs. In the past, we have all killed now the 49ers, the Bengals, the Bears, the Chargers, the Browns, the Giants, Arizona, and Tampa Bay. Brian, you are up first, my friend, first and fourth. In past weeks, you've killed the Jets and Miami, so hastily tell me who you are killing this week. This week, I will be killing the
2: 14th seed in the AFC, Hmm. Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. Wow. At three and six. I can't believe that. And Trevor Seaman, (laughs) Paxton Lynch, and Brock Osweiler (laughs) carrying the torch in Denver. (laughs) I don't foresee a playoff appearance by any stretch of the imagination this year. No. Goodbye, Broncos. Okay.
0: Dangles? In past weeks, you've killed the Jets and the Colts. Who are you taking this week, bud?
1: This week, I will be killing the Miami Dolphins. Good pick. Yeah. Uh, it's just not coming together there in Miami this year. Um, I think we've talked about Adam Gase's problems with his team, and um, there's there's really just no way they're, they're coming out of it. The Patriots win that division.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, because I'm going sixth, I'm going to save uh, my two get-out-of-jail-free cards right now. And force you guys to pick a good team to kill because I'm taking down the Deshaun Watson less Houston Texans. Tom Savage is not gonna make the playoffs this year. I don't care that they have a three and six record. I don't care that they have a chance to catch up into that wild card. Houston's dead. Brian, God, back I, to you. I wanted Houston. Brian again, you've killed the Jets, Miami and Denver. I'm gonna go with
2: This is tough. This is tough. This is this is where we get into the nitty gritty here, people. I am actually going to kill.
0: <laughs> you do have, you get out of jail free, card. What's that? Your Indianapolis Colts.
2: I'll take it. I'll take the Indianapolis Colts.
0: I shouldn't have said anything. Thank you. Indy is dead for Brian Dangles. This one's tough, buddy. You've killed the Jets. You've killed the Colts. You've killed the Dolphins. Who you taking? Mmm. <laughs> Man, this is really hard. We will be doing this again the final two Um, weeks of the season so we can kill enough teams that you just have 12 left. I know what I'm going to do. All right.
1: I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be killing the Washington Redskins. Yes. Oh, that was going to be my no. choice.
0: No, no, no. no. You guys are so dumb. Yes,
1: yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I just, um, you know, the, the Redskins are a decent team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think that they're good enough to come out of that division. I know you are probably thinking, with the Cowboys missing Zeke Elliott, that they're going to have an opportunity to um, to get involved. But their passing game has been terrible. Not Not on Kirk Cousins, on their wide receivers part They've have, they have no running game pretty much whatsoever mm-hmm. no identity at the running game mm-hmm. and their defense is mediocre at best I just don't think they come out of that division with the playoff spot
0: gotcha well oh we forgot to say with Dangles killing Miami we have now all killed Miami so let us hang our head before I make our sixth pick for the death of the Miami Dolphins I say that with a touch of anger because I had a team that I was ready to kill as my get out of jail free card and I stupidly told Brian to kill them <laughs> now I am stuck <laughs> in position six having to kill a team that is only a game and a half out of the playoffs
1: I know who I'd pick
0: but it's a team that we've, you two have also killed and we're going to hang our heads again because the New York Jets are not making the playoffs
1: I know how much you love the Jets
0: moment of silence for the Jets they fought hard man feel like. We gotta wash some blood off our hands. We killed a lot of teams right there. Gone. We killed a lot of teams. Cut the fat. That was was graphic. And that is our week's edition. dual edition of Gravestones. Left Coasters and we are now back. The Left Coasters podcast is back. We are here for the battle for Los Angeles, the Rams versus the Chargers. The Rams are clearly winning this battle because they are 7-2. and two. They Easily. are popping up all over Los Angeles. They are becoming the hot team because they are winning. The Chargers, however, are 3-6. 3-6 and six. Three and, six and just fumbled the game away that they should have won against the jacksonville jaguars we'll talk about the Chargers in a second uh, in a second but the more interesting team we're going to talk about first the rams they won a game and how much did they win by Daniels? oh man
1: 33 to 7 is your final from the coliseum uh, here in sunny los angeles jared goff a man's line 25 of 37 for 355 yards and three touchdowns a middling day for todd gurley 11 carries 68 yards not too bad robert woods is continuing to play at an elite level for yeah. a wide receiver yeah. us all wrong. just blowing people away. You made fun of me for drafting him earlier this year in uh, in in one of our fantasy leagues. 8 receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns, uh putting all the haters to shame.
0: I made fun of the Rams for signing him. I thought it was too much money, but they clearly have proven me wrong. But let's talk about a quick second here. One quick little second about these Rams because guys, we are 7 and 2 right now, and I'm a little bit nervous. Because as right now, we head forward and we're going to be talking about the playoffs soon. And we said last week that the Rams are going to be making the playoffs. We said that last week. But then I took a look at the future schedule. The toughie. I'll go through it right now. The Rams right now, if we were talking about the NCAA, we were talking about quality wins, right? We're talking about quality wins against good, uh, uh, superior opponents. I would say the Rams have two. I would say the Rams have two wins, at the Cowboys and at the Jaguars, that were quality wins. Yeah, Everyone else they've beaten have sort of been pushovers, the Colts, the, the Giants, uh, the Texans even with Tom Savage. Oh,
1: but coming up. <laughs> oh, but coming up indeed. In fact,
0: the, the, the Rams' victories have come against teams with a combined record of 23-40, and 40, not counting the Rams' seven wins over them. 23-40 and of the Rams' victories in those seven wins. The next six games for the Rams, guys, if we want to make the playoffs, the next six games are what's going to count because these next six games are at the the division-leading Vikings, against home against the division-leading Saints, at the Arizona Cardinals who are going to be angry about that London game still because they spanked them in London. Then they are home against the league-leading Philadelphia Eagles they're at the division rival Seattle Seahawks, one of the only teams to beat them so far, and then they finish at the Tennessee Titans who are also leading their division. And
2: they're going to be hungry for a playoff spot.
0: They are the the next 6 games for the Rams. Before they get that week 17 win against the 49ers, the next 7 uh, 6 games for the Rams are against teams with a combined record of 38 and 16. Yeah. Thirty-eight and, and sixteen, and they've got to pull about four of these next games. To I was guarantee. looking at that. I was to guarantee it. Yes, I was looking at that. At seven and two, we talked about earlier in the section. We wanted to see the Packers get to ten wins. We think you're going to get a wild card if they're not to win the division. I think you can count that San Fran game in week 17 as a victory. Even if you're playing Jimmy G, I think that's a victory that would get you to eight wins. Yeah. These next six games, you need to get two of them. You need to get two of them. If you become ten and six, I think you get the playoffs. If you become eleven and five, 12 and four, then you're talking about division. But we're talking about playoffs. So, guys, out of those six games, do you see two to three victories in there? Arizona and Seattle. You think they're going to beat the division? They and haven't.
1: T- I think they beat Tennessee as well.
2: You think they beat Tennessee yeah, as well? Absolutely. And I, I think they're. And I think they might even of the of the ne- of the other three games: Minnesota, New Orleans, and Philly. Philadelphia. They could sneak one of those. Games. Absolutely, oh, they I could. Don't know. I think Minnesota is not as good as everybody thinks, and I think
1: the Rams are better than people give them credit for. Even though they are, you know, obviously blowing people out of the water, and we've talked about the teams that they have played haven't been very good, and the but teams they're they about to play, ass. they have kicked their ass. And the team, dude, the two losses they have have both been one possession. That one was six Against points, and teams. one was seven points. Redskins and Seahawks are the only two losses for them this and year. And to
2: use your basketball analogy, momentum is a big, big, big factor. Yeah. They are gaining spe- steam. That's why. that's not just that they're
1: winning. They're winning good games and playing really good ball. There's a lot of weight on either side of this particular scale, I mean, if you want to go one way or another. I agree with Brian. I think that they could win easily. I don't want to say easily. I think there are three wins there, the Cardinals, uh, the Seahawks, and the Titans, even though this is at the Seahawks. The Seahawks have been proven that they can be beaten there. Especially uh, without Richard Sherman. Especially that is a huge Richard loss Sherman. to them. A
0: yeah. huge loss. He has played in every game he has ever been able to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Seahawks have never had to play without him.
1: Earl it, Thomas is nursing uh, is nursing an injury as well. It's uh, scary. And so you've really just got – and with Richard Sherman out, you've really just got Cam Chancellor uh, playing back there. He's yeah. the he's the last of the Legion of Boom. That I think was it was Mike Tirico that said the, the last lines. of the Legion on uh, the Legion. on uh, Sunday Night Football. It was uh, it was good. No and, and I have faith oh, – I'm sorry, Thursday Night
2: Football. And I have faith that Wade Phillips is going to do what – he he's going to do best, and that's going to make Russell Wilson's life hard. Yeah. Uh, when they play them, and I think Drew Stanton is not the answer. Oh, he man, played that,
1: well. Give him credit. He played well. That front four is going to Awful. eat the Seahawks lunch. Yes. Oh yeah, In it'll that be game. interesting. And, um, and, and then watch
2: them against these other good teams. Don't 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 sleep that that they're gonna you know have a rough time against Minnesota. I think Minnesota well, yeah, is we, going to be a it really. A, a canary in the coal mine. I think it's going We're gonna see what this team is really made of. Oh, absolutely. Against
0: upper tier teams, one of the best defenses in the league and one of the most well coached teams in the league is the Minnesota Vikings, quarterbacked by Case Keenum. And they said he was gonna start this week instead of Teddy Ballgame Bridgewater, which smart. I agree with. I don't know. I mean, smart. And I love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know how you can go against the hot hand, and that hot hand is Case Keenum, right who now? used to be here. Used to be for us last year, and if Jared had, Goff took his spot. If you had told me that the, Jared the Goff and Case Keenum are seven and two each, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. I would have
1: fallen out of my chair
0: laughing. So, at but, you. so
2: <laughs> but you know why that is? Is because they both are are accompanied by an incredible wide receiving core. Like just the cast of whomever is stepping up this week. Minnesota has
1: Jared Goff is not surrounded by like really great wide receivers, or at least receivers that are playing great. I think he's making them great.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say, because we're going to break down right now what we're going to do to beat Minnesota, and I, I was going to bring up that Washington game that uh, the L.A. Rams lost, and mm-hmm. if you remember, they lost when Jared Goff had the ball for a last-second drive, two-minute drill, and his first pass, he eyed Cooper Cup, who he'd been throwing it to all game. Washington mm-hmm. defense read it and, and picked him off ended end of the game. I think that was one of the biggest momentum swings and biggest building blocks in Jared Goff's young career, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when Sean McVay pulled him aside, whether it was going over game tape or in the meeting room, maybe in the locker room, and loved to hear what he said to Jared Goff, because that could have ruined the man's season and career. That was a big confidence dilemma right there. Absolutely. I and your your guy who you've thrown the ball to over and over again that game, and they read it and picked you up. We've seen
2: countless quarterbacks go left instead of going right in their career when, when those moments
0: happen. And instead, Jared Goff has taken a leap and a bound forward and has progressed in his game. He's making those reads. He's finding the guys that are open, and he's spreading it around to everybody now and that game I, I guarantee you that game against Washington was a turning point in the young man's career and now we go up against Minnesota who will make you make mistakes their defense is so good especially on the back end so gentlemen what do you need to happen to for us to beat Minnesota best defense in the league or one of a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes in case Keenum in a running game that is solid how do we beat them I think the one thing that the Minnesota Vikings
2: does really well, and they did it last week against Kirk Cousins, and that is they make they make it very difficult for matchups to be uh, in the offense's favor. So when they have uh, a team like Washington, who's got Doxon and 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 Vernon Davis and a and a plethora of other you know scat backs running around, mm-hmm. they don't allow the matchups to not land in their favor Mm -hmm. because they do have such a deep roster of good defensive players like Harrison who just literally matches up well against any and every tight end. Xavier
0: Rhodes can shut down anybody. And
2: shut down everybody. Their matchups are supreme. So it's going to be Sean McVay who's gonna we're really gonna see how good of an offensive mastermind he is because it's gonna be the matchups and the movement at the at the offensive line. I'm very curious to see what they're gonna allow Goff to do at the line because it's gonna require a good, good quarterback to see what the matchup matchups are and to see where they are every single play because it's not a clear one-on-one. It's not a clear uh, uh, linebacker on tight end every single play. So I'm very curious at how much they're going to give Goff and if they coach him up get him ready for a game to see these very minute details of good matchups Then, and, and then it's going to be those small windows once the play gets underway. It's those little gaps that are going to make the the, the difference.
0: Dangles. Well you want
1: to talk about matchups. Let's look at the other side of the ball as well. Minnesota uh, on offense is a nightmare uh, matchup. They have two guys at running back in Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon that they can switch it back and forth with. I think this is the same thing that's made the Saints so difficult to stop on the ground this year, is that they have this thunder and lightning approach that you really just, it's really hard to game plan for. Even if you see the tape, you can't really get a sense of how fast, you know, Jarek McKinnon moves or how hard Latavius Murray runs until you're actually there on the field and you do it with them. And then a wide receiver as well. They've got matchup nightmares in Stephon Diggs and a a really great and underrated possession receiver uh, in and. Adam Thielen, and you top it off with a guy like Kyle Rudolph who can catch in the in the red zone as well as any other tight end in the NFL. I think this is going to be uh, just as much of a, a test of Wade Phillips' defensive matchup skills as it's going to be of of Sean McVay's uh, offensive skills. I think the other thing they can do to make this uh, to make this difficult is get out early get touchdowns on the first two plays and and very importantly at least one stop if you can get out ahead of this team by a touchdown or two and make case keenum beat you uh i think he's he's had a lot of he's had a lot of wiggle room this year yeah. i think you i think if you actually make case keenum put him in a situation where he has no choice he doesn't have two possessions to make a mistake i think then we're going to see what he's really made of
0: yeah uh, uh, uh adam thielen and stefan diggs are both tied for the league lead in catch percentage on deep passes and that's- that's my key to beating the game. Don't let them get those deep balls. Case Keenum can dink and dunk all you want. It's the same thing with Sam Bradford when he's back there. You let the dink and dunk happen. You'll win some of those uh, uh, plays eventually. The offense needs to be run through Todd Gurley and Jared Goff having stellar days, but to me, it's stop the deep ball from Case Keenum. I'm a little worried about the Case Keenum revenge game. You know he wasn't happy with the way things ended in L.A. You know he wasn't happy with the way the city treated him, and rightfully so. He stunk, and the team stunk around him. But now he's coming back or at least the Rams are going to Minnesota and I'm a little bit worried about Case Keenum being unleashed. I never thought I'd say that before. He's not going to have the
2: time that he had in the pocket that he did against Washington. Mm. Aaron Aaron Donald is going to make that sure. And that's what I think is going to limit those deep balls. I think Case Keenum is going to have to make good on those those short range to medium range footballs that that he wasn't that he was Unable to, or uh, not forced to make in the in the last game because mm-hmm. if we saw the highlights, I mean Adam Thielen, Jesus, that He's last too, game, yeah. he They're he so caught good. two rainbows over over his ball, and I think and I and he got up once, kind of like looking like he didn't expect that to come his way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's kind of a trend that happened against Washington. I mean Josh Norman is not the Josh Norman that he once was. No. I think the uh, the 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 onus will be on the uh, Wade Phillips secondary to make sure that they keep a cap, like you said, and I think they can do it. I really do.
0: On the opposite of that, though, DeAndre Hopkins, again, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best players in the league, but he he made so many plays deep, and Tom Savage was throwing in the ball. DeAndre Hopkins could not be covered by this uh, LA Rams defense. I'm a little bit worried that Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen will have the same treatment. I'm a little bit worried about the Case Keenum revenge game, which is why I'm picking Minnesota to win this game.
2: Okay. I I respect that. I The only difference that I have, I think, will be the the coaching. I think this is going to be a really wonderfully coached game. I think I think it'll come down to when as they usually do the mistakes. And I think Case Keenum is a a quarterback who I never have considered Case Keenum a high um uh, morale kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is that guy who can rally the troops. Much like a a uh, a Jared Goff could and is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the running game is a big difference in this game. I think having Todd Gurley, he pl- needs to have a day. playing the way as well as he has. Time of possession is really going to be very critical in this game, and I think the running game is in favor of what the L.A. Rams are doing. I'm going L.A. Rams. I'm going Jared Goff, and I'm going Todd Gurley and Wade Phillips.
0: Dangles, you're the tiebreaker, Minnesota or wow. L.A. Ah, uh, that is that's great. Two this is, seven and two teams this is there's not really, a wrong way to go. N-
1: no, it, no, there's not, and and uh, you know it, it, this is you know <laughs> looking at some of the stats here. The Rams are are averaging 389 yards a game. Uh, the Vikings are allowing 294. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different ways that this game could go. Uh, it's really tough. I think I'm going to go ahead with uh, the Rams for the momentum reason. Uh, they are on a roll right now. They are, they just look unstoppable on, on, in every facet. I think if they, uh, to your point about the fact that they're, they could potentially get beat deep and you're, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think this is a game where the the safeties and the secondary need to just, if they're going to, if they're going to, if you're, if it's between giving up a deep ball and playing the sticks and letting them get that first, down don't let don't do do not do not give that deep ball up Mm -hmm. let him get that first down try and stop him on the next you know the next set of downs but you cannot the minute that you let Adam Thielen and um and Stefan Diggs get open downfield you're absolutely screwed and it's gonna be a
2: really important Rudolph to keep Rudolph in front of you as well because he's kind of one of those guys who can sneakily have a, a huge
0: game on Especially you. Especially in the red zone. He's
1: a safety blanket for Case Keenum, a check-down option almost every time you take him away and out of the game, and suddenly Forse Case him Keenum him probably feels balls. a little bit less comfortable yeah. in the pocket. And yeah. if you're
0: talking about momentum before we move on to the Chargers, you're talking about momentum. The Rams have won four straight. The Vikings, five straight. Mm. So both these teams coming in hot. It's going to be one hell of mm. a game that I'm excited I'm to watch. really pumped for this. Let's move on to a team that I'm not excited to watch. And that's the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Los, I am
1: so stoked about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Los Jaguars. Angeles Chargers, man,
0: <laughs> I was I was so close to getting that pick right. They had the Jaguars on the edge. Austin Eckler came out of nowhere to have a great game. And then, when you cannot have a turnover, he had a turnover. The game then went into overtime, and, of course, the Jaguars walked away because they are a team that has been winning games this season, and the Chargers are a team that have been losing games this season. Guys, who do we have this week? We have the Buffalo Bills. Nathan Peterman. That's gonna be an amazing
2: storyline. Nathan Peterman. Amazing storyline. Where is this game? This is going to be in Los Angeles.
0: Okay, so Nathan Peterman comes all the way to California to play his first NFL game against the Chargers defense. That is beatable. The Chargers defense is beatable. They're not playing well. But this Buffalo team, other than the Peterman attack, LaShawn McCoy, you have to stop, right? That has to be your first first and second and third deal is to stop Shady.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I have to think that Nathan Peterman and Calvin Benjamin are working really hard together this week to get on the same page because now the Bills have a true receiving threat once again. Sammy Watkins obviously leaving at the beginning of the season to come uh, here to Los Angeles. Now they have a real receiving threat again. They've been having a rotating cast of clowns come through that wide receiving core. Nobody's really broken out and done much of anything charles clay is back on the tight end front which hopefully you know again that's another guy that he's been working with but um the focus has to be on shady i do think you have to not forget kelvin benjamin he's a dominant receiver and someone who's incredibly difficult to cover another Mm. matchup nightmare because he's so big and so fast and so tall
0: brian what do you think buddy
2: God, man, you know what? This is a completely different team with Peterman. Peterman, because when when you look at the stats, you, especially offensively, that's attributed to Tyrod Taylor. He's so scary. We also, we also just have no I'm idea. Believing. We also just have no idea. I feel this is like game expect. one. This is like a game two or game three uh, of the season and a quarterback switch. Like I don't know what the team's identity is now. I I really think if you're going to win this game, it's going to simply make this rookie feel like a rookie. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And, and and so I think looking at Bosa, looking at Ingram, looking at this, at this Bosa's is
0: playing great. By the way,
2: and I would say, like, hey, Bosa, this is the time to make your money, yeah, you know, really truly. Because if you cannot make a rookie quarterback feel uncomfortable and really win this game for us, yeah, uh, defensively, uh, then 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 we got to really have uh, in the offseason really evaluate some things in terms of getting more pieces and putting more money on this offensive line and whatever, or defensive line, whatever. But going back to the question, I think it's going to be really important for this defense to step up and it's going to be really important for this offense. Come on, turnovers all day, all day long. <laughs> Time. All day long. All the time. At least when, when they least expect it. So, you know, I really believe Phillip Rivers is done in Los Angeles. You I think so. I really do. But I think it's gonna, he's still got some games to prove something here. Um, and I think it's he's pissed, right? Yeah. And rightfully so. I think Melvin Gordon has gotta, you know, they've gotta get him consistent. They've got to find a way that they're that Todd Gurley has found the same way to just be that dominant force, time of possession killer. I really think that the the Chargers did a good job of staying in that game against Jacksonville and giving them a they lot of great job. They did everything right. They did everything right, and they until and, the final two minutes. And they really they kept Leonard Fournette to yeah. They nothing. They were playing so well. So they here to do you the go. Same to shady. So they could do the same to, to Shady, and I, I think that's going to be the, the keys. Stop the run. Make Nathan beat you, and just keep the turnovers to a minimum, and 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 let Philip Rivers just hopefully make the better decisions that he's he's capable of. Who doing. wins the game? I'm gonna go with the
0: Chargers. The Chargers. Dangles.
1: I'm also going with the Chargers because I think that, I don't think that that this Bills team now, especially with the rookie quarterback, is quite as scary. Yes, you've got Lashawn McCoy. He's one single matchup that you have to deal with and you know he's been in the league for long enough the coaches know how to game plan for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think this is the chargers game to lose they have this win in the bag it's in front of the home crowd you know they're here in los angeles wow. i mean in ish okay <laughs> homeish crowd it's at least in their home okay i should say it's in their home stadium but they just can't shoot themselves in the foot yeah. and that's exactly what they did against the jaguars the jaguars did not score In the in the second uh, in the second or until well into the latter part of the second half, the Chargers had multiple opportunities to get out to a multiple possession lead, and they punted and they punted and they punted and they kept sending their punter out onto the field. And that's just yeah. that was that was the story of that game, and they made poor decisions down the stretch, and obviously they couldn't get it done in overtime. So I, I'm picking Los Angeles to win this.
0: What you just said, I'm gonna I'm gonna copy it. Is the Chargers game to lose, and what have they been doing all season, finding ways to lose games? I think the Buffalo Bills and Nathan Peterman come in and beat this Chargers team. I have zero faith in the Powder Blues, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm going Buffalo and Minnesota. You two are going both LA teams. That leads us directly to our weekly pick'em. Roasters. And we are back. The Left Coasters Podcast. Tony Cavallo, Brian the Ballerina, balzarini Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the same name. You can find our website, theleftcoasterspodcast.com, and you can send us emails at theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. Now is the reason why we're here, other than the Battle for LA, is our weekly pick-em. It's the section I have the most fun, and even though I am in third place out of three this year. You're still in it. It's I am definitely still in it. Uh, uh, Brian, I misspoke earlier. You were 11-3 and three last year, tying the best record we've had all last season last week 11 and 3 <laughs> which brings you now to 89 and 57 as a total tied with Dangles who went 9 and 5 89 and 57 you two are tied for the lead I also went 9 and 5 I am 5 games away from you guys at 84 and 62 again you two took the 2 LA teams I took Minnesota and Buffalo in the LA game so let's start with Thursday night football
2: all right here we go Thursday night Titans at Steelers how about the Steelers kind of making things scary with Shit. Indianapolis
0: last week I was going to say I don't know who to pick at
1: this ben does not look like the Big Ben of old. The whole team I, does. I, I wonder the whole team if, does if he well, Le'Veon Bell is still leading the NFL. Think in about
2: that games. draft class with Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, and Philip Rivers. Like we're gonna see s- so <laughs> who's who? Where <laughs> who's are they make now? It, who's gonna make it the next three years? Well, yeah, one of
0: them one of them's seven and two. Pittsburgh's in the bye seed right now. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Steelers
2: because a it's at home and I think the Steelers really need to solidify their win. And I'm not really sure I like the Titans this year.
0: I think Marcus Mariota's is back though. Like, I, I've, I said I don't like the Titans either. In fact, I put money against them, and they almost lost to Cincinnati like I hoped they would. But Marcus Mariota won that game. He is back, officially yeah, back. Yeah, but you got to wonder what else is going on in that team. Where they're not beating teams like
2: Cincinnati more more. Six and three, man,
0: the record. They win games. They find a way to win. All you right. picking Pittsburgh?
2: I'm picking
1: Pittsburgh, though. Dangles? Yeah, I'm also taking Pittsburgh here taking for sure. I'm taking Pittsburgh as well.
2: All right, uh, this is the start of the Sunday games. My Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Ha- Ooh, this What is happened a- to
0: Detroit? In that, is... since in that Cleveland game. Because <laughs> in the first half, again, uh, I, this was a mind-boggling play. It's the reason Hugh Jackson is the favorite if and first told coach If you told this
1: was going to be a back-and-forth <laughs> gun-slinging touchdown for touchdown affair.
0: Listen, 15 seconds left in the first half with no timeouts remaining. They have a chance to put their what foot on doing? Detroit's throat. They are at the three-yard line, 15 seconds left, and they try a quarterback sneak that gets stuffed on the goal line. The time runs out before they can get anyone on the field. It's a mind-boggling yeah. play that it's only done by the Cleveland Browns and actually probably saved you in that game because Detroit was looking horrendous.
2: It, what really actually saved the game was actually D- Deshaun Kaiser getting hurt. Yeah, he was. Yes, he too. got he got hit really hard in the ribs and didn't come back. Legal, and th- exactly. And thankfully, it happened because I think they would have lost if Dechun Kaiser stayed in the game. <laughs> and we would have got the they steak had dinner. a very real chance. We like the I was, you would have handled. got a dinner. Actually, Mike Sheldon, he, he's in town. Actually, he uh, reminded me. He's during the game. He's like, it looks like you might be making dinner for these guys because this is this is horrible. But to answer your question, what happened? Uh, the Detroit Lions got caught with their pants down because yeah, they, they were not prepared. You could tell the first the first three plays out of them were negative plays and then the next one was a t- was a deep ball by Deshaun Kaiser and then an- and the next play was an interception yeah. so they literally i don't think they watched game tape at all, I don't think they did any coaching that week. I think they all.
1: They no, all come did- on, you don't have that much. You don't. Have, you. I mean, I know you're. I know you're being hyperbolic. I, I think, but, but I like, think you they know.
0: simply. They simply looked at the schedule and said, "Ah, that's a win." We
1: got to check. Yeah,
2: we got to check this saying? week. Yeah. You can't do
0: that in the NFL, I even with can. the Cleveland Browns. And you, you know can't who do doesn't that? do that? Teams with a good coach. I think that fell on Caldwell. He. They looked. They looked unprepared uh, against the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, if Jim kids- Caldwell's a terrible coach.
2: Like a terrible coach, and that's why he's. if they don't win, if they don't make the
0: playoffs this year, he's gone. And so they are playing another terribly coached team in Chicago in? In Chicago. In Chicago. That's a tough game. Chicago, it is a tough game. Defense I, is good. I'm going to go with Detroit because I
2: think that was enough of a scare for them to go, hey, we cannot let this go. Yeah. We cannot let this go. And and I think the Chicago Bears, I mean, you guys picked Chicago last week. I did. The the Packers, I, I don't know why, because the Packers are, are more hungry than the Chicago Bears, and I think Trubisky, we're, we're kind of seen the jared agoff effect in his rookie year he's kind of got a ceiling he's, right now he's, yes he does he's got and a he has ceiling. no receivers and he he's has nobody to throw, to throw to
0: bellamy's and Don i, th- I think uh, i think
1: once he has some people to throw to we'll It'll see be a different. very different side it's not, side the, it's of not mitch this trubisky. year though I am, uh, yeah.
0: it's not this year i am picking detroit as well because if mitch trubisky can't beat green bay and brett hunley he's not beating matthew stafford dangles i'm not impressed at all with the coaching job john fox has done this year i think he's
1: made some poor play calling decisions and some moves that have just left me scratching my head i'm picking detroit here i agree with you brian that they're gonna come back from the scare that the browns gave them last week if they
2: lose be they might be your hot pick for uh, a killing next week yeah for
1: sure
0: because that's that's bad
2: it's bad okay next we've got the jaguars at the browns
0: well this is a
1: jacksonville game jacksonville all day dangles Well, uh, I'm going with Jacksonville as well, and I would like to tip my cap to them as well for the win (laughs) last week and for breaking out for the second time this year. The fake punt, snap to Corey Grant, runs it for a touchdown. They did this. I love that they did. They did this against the Ravens several weeks back, which, by the way, at the time the score was 37 to nothing. So if there is a more ruthless team in the NFL this year than Dougie Fresh and the Jacksonville Jaguars, please find them for me. Is there
0: a more dumb team than the Los Angeles Chargers for allowing the same play to? To be successful, unbelievable. Do you know something? Watch game tape? That's
1: something you have to see on game tape and go, okay, that worked really well for them. And Doug Marone is smart enough to use it again, but unfortunately, Anthony Lynn not smart enough to spot so that. So we're all going Jackson's. Chargers <laughs>
0: stink. All you right. know well,
1: and you know what? actually, you know where the rub is on that. You know who should be ready for that is is. Uh, You know who should be ready for that is
0: Los Angeles Chargers
1: defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, who used to be the Jaguars coach. Great storyline.
0: Stop gushing. The Jaguars are done. All right, here we go. The Ravens at Packers. Uh, Green Bay. Listen, uh, the Baltimore is a very, very good defense, but I am not scared of Joe Flacco at all. I really like the way my defense is playing. You got to stop giving up these long passes, but we shut down one of the best running games in the NFL. If you try to make Joe Flacco beat you, he's not going to. I think Brett Hundley does just enough, and Green Bay wins this game. Come on, Packers, let's go. Aaron uh, Rodgers get
2: healthy. I, I'm not convinced. Um, mainly because it, this is this is the, the again this is the the Ravens. Opportunity to take the Buffalo Bills spot in the wild card. And I think they know it. And I think this is Joe Flacco territory, unfortunately. I think this is Joe Flacco time to shine and 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 prove everybody wrong. He's got such a he's at the floor right now. All he's got to do is complete 10 he more stinks. complete five more passes and not throw another interception, throw one extra touchdown and to win these games. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens
1: angles. Yeah, um this this is difficult because I think there is an X factor here for the Ravens. They have an offensive threat for the first time all year in Alex Collins. This kid can run the ball. He is fleet-footed, he is elusive. He's scored no less than 10 fantasy points in his last 5 starts. He hasn't found the end zone yet. That's the one thing that's the problem is and that's been the issue for the entire Baltimore Ravens team this year. Uh last time I picked the Packers at home, they screwed me over. I was not <laughs> happy about that. I'm fairly certain that was the Lions game. In fact, and I think I picked the. I think I picked the Packers to win. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Packers because they're playing at Lambeau. Uh, uh, even though you just I contradicted I, I know I wanted to throw you off. It was a tactic. I'm going to pick the
0: Packers uh, <laughs> to win this game.
1: We've already picked it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Well, He's I'm picking, picking the, the Packers, Packers still. Oh. Okay, all right. He's Listen picking the uh, Packers. Uh, again. Uh, Alex Collins is very shifty and very fast, but Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen are the definition of shifty and fast. And they shut them down. They're going to do the same to Alex Collins. Let's go Packers.
2: I think Brentley Huntley's going to have a hard time against that defense. Uh, um,
0: oh, for sure, I agree. Yeah, um, it
1: pretty much rests on whether or not he can crack that code or not. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next game is the
2: Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. Damn, woof. Yeah, Damn. that's a, that's a woof
0: game. Yeah. All right, you, know. you want a three, two, one? Let's, All right. Well, so uh, well, I let's have...
2: give let's give let's give our thoughts before we before we choose. You don't have to show your hand. Maybe you will. Maybe you will pull a dangles and throw <laughs> throw, throw a curveball. <laughs> but let's 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 analyze it for half a second. Who do you th- who do you think it
0: has the most to gain? Or... Arizona. Most to gain is Arizona. Houston's uh, I mean Houston's looking at two six and three teams. Arizona's also looking at a six and three team in Seattle that just got hurt like hurt. And Seattle's you got Drew weak. Stanton versus Tom, Tom Savage. Savage. Um so I mean I, I we don't need to 3 2 1 and I think Arizona wins this game. I, I like Drew too. Stanton I'm, I'm more. Than Tom I'm saying. going with say, experience. I was going to say here. Arizona too cuz yeah. I think
2: Bruce Arians is a better is is better with what cuz he said Drew Stanton for like three fucking years. Yeah. And that I, stinks
0: I, for Houston. They were looking so good. They're going to be scary next year. They they will. Too many injuries though. Uh next we have the Buccaneers at the Dolphins.
1: Another stinker.
0: This is a game that should have happened in Week One. These are two teams that had this week as the bye, but a hurricane came through town, and now we're playing this game Fitz in week is, eleven. Fitz is playing this one, right? I, you know, I, I don't know why he wouldn't. He played really, really good against those mm-hmm. Jets. He really did. And he'll have even Mike. Though, he'll have Mike Evans back in this game. Even though Josh McCown and then Fitzpatrick threw an interception on dueling plays, which is a rarity, but they did it. I was mad at myself for picking uh, the Jets last week. You'll only. I wasn't. I don't know why the uh, the Jets. Y- well, I should have known better. You'll with only Fitz.
1: see that happen. By the way, in a matchup between the current Jets quarterback and the former Jets quarterback, very true. That's very
0: true. (laughs) Do you guys want to do three, two, one on this one? I mean, Jets and Dolphins, man, they both are. are, uh, I mean, I know who I'm. I I know who I'm picking here.
1: This is a pretty easy one for me. Who are you going with? I'm
0: going with Tampa Bay. You are going
1: with Tampa? Yeah, absolutely. With Mike Evans back, uh, I think uh, the Dolphins are just terrible. They're yeah, they really are terrible. Bad.
0: I really think they're really bad, I think they dude. lost the locker room. I'm going to go Tampa, too. I think I'm going with Miami. I don't know why. I like Miami a little bit better, even though Carolina just spanked them on Monday night. They're, they're not in primetime anymore. Maybe they just need to be playing Sunday afternoon Cam to Newton, a game. Cam Newton did
1: not look phased at all by that defense. No. Kung Su could not get into. No. He was frustrated all night long. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Wake couldn't do anything there. Rashad Jones, I think, got himself an interception at one point in the night. But, I mean, that's, i, I got to give my Lions credit for, getting,
2: for dumping his
0: Asked. The shine's got to come off of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to turn back into a pumpkin real soon. I think Miami does it. All right. Uh, next, we have the Chiefs at the Giants. Well, Kansas City. Uh, let's go Kansas City.
2: All right. Yeah. That's. Let's move on. Uh, next, we have the Redskins at the Saints. This
0: is a good game because the Redskins are a scary team. They fight. They I'm, really do fight. I don't think so. like I don't New think... Orleans loses at home. I don't in think this New one. Orleans go, goes, yeah. goes down in, at home. I'm taking Drew Brees. I'm not, I'm not picking them either. I'm just trying to say <laughs> Washington's a fighter.
2: Yeah, I'm going with the Saints as well, and I think the Redskins are in that territory for us next week if when they do lose for for being killed uh, by by the other two. Yeah, you know Here players. You. Uh, this is the start of the. Oh, and by the way, the Chargers and the Bills are playing in the afternoon this week, okay. along with the. Um, Along with the next game, and that is the
0: Bengals at the Broncos. Mm. Man. Sexy. I was— Where is this game? This is at Denver. Is it mile
1: high? Okay.
0: No team has gone uh, in a higher, like, peak to to valley. Valley to peak, peak to valley. Either way, starting off terrible and going high or starting off high and going terrible, Than these Denver Broncos. The fall from grace has been disgusting, and they—I mean, they just— New England's hard, yes, but you can't—this kid that's punt returning for them, I think he's fumbled the ball four times— And how do you not as a coach take him out and say, just sit down, just sit down, have anyone else, go? Just don't even catch it, Let Catch the it. ball hit the yeah. ground and roll to wherever just it is. Catch it every you single keep time. giving the ball back on these punt returns, that doesn't mean I'm going to pick Cincinnati because they keep finding ways to lose, I'm going with Denver.
2: 32nd ranked offense out of Cincinnati Bengals, and in fact, A.J. Green was non-existent in that game last week. Except for the final except yeah. Except the last yeah. last final plays, yeah. um, and I think the Denver Broncos are just a, a heck of a defensive team, I just don't see them putting up points at all. Um, and I think Marvin Lewis
0: loses his job possibly. So you pick in Denver? Yeah.
1: I I don't see how the Bengals come in and steal one in Denver. I'm I taking Denver, think so. Denver as well. Denver's
0: been nothing though. They've been a paper I know tiger. they I know
1: yes they have. But the Bengals have been a bigger nothing. Yeah, they they didn't look very uh, stro- uh, strong on defense last week against the Tennessee Titans. They looked very beatable. In fact, and we have no idea which version of this offense is going to show up. Yeah. There's a version that can make big explosive plays, uh, and then there's the version that can that you know that is just a three and out machine. So I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, the Broncos are at home. They play well at home. Moving on. There it is. Uh this is going to be an interesting game, the New England Patriots at the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I don't think because this is an easy Mexico. because it's in Mexico. <laughs> I don't think this is in an easy for Mexico as a victory as um yeah, hopefully Tom Brady doesn't drink the water while he's down there. They they are really Tom, gotta, please don't don't drink the water. You got to give the NFL's marketing
2: department a little bit of credit dude, on this. The Oakland Raiders being a very Latin-based, you know, fan
1: heavy heavy Latin-based uh, oh, you can bet that you can. It might as well be. It might as well be might as well be home in Mexico, for the Raiders. Right? I think as as far as there's going to be a black hole there. You can you can believe it.
2: This 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 has a red flag to me a little bit only because I I think the New England Patriots are the team that that comes out of this. But the Oakland Raiders had a bye week. They've had time to prepare this. Uh, Derek Carr is healthier than he ever has. They got Marshawn Lynch kind of back. I mean, he had a really big game the week before they they went on a buy. Amari Cooper's back. This is kind of a team at four and five who's kind of thinking like, hey, we we got this. There and is a
0: playoff spot available to them.
2: Absolutely. I'm I'm going to go Oakland.
0: You're going to go Oakland. I think I'm
2: going to go Oakland.
0: Uh, I think New England's defense has found itself. They've played a lot better the past few weeks. They have. But this is going to be a test for them. Derek Carr is is. going to be a test for them. Is the New England defense for real? We know the offense is. We know the offense is going to put up points, but can they stop Derek Carr? I'm picking New England. Dangles? I'm
1: I'm also taking the Patriots. Um, I I, I think... you saw. I think. I think you're going to see a little bit more Rex Burkhead come into the to come into the picture after this past week. You've seen them kind of go on an up and down basis with the running backs, just based on who's playing well. It was Deion Lewis for a little while. Mike Gillisley has completely fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, Rex Burkhead had himself a day last week. Tom Brady's still leading the league in passing yards. He's still the best quarterback uh, in the NFL. And um, he has to be now. He, you have no backups. Yeah. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> going into the Sun-Hit Night game. Uh, this is a
2: great game. The game of the week, probably. This is a great game. This is probably Other game of the
0: week. Other than the Rams game, this is a great game. This
2: is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the
0: Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Game. Dallas cannot lose this game. They cannot oh, they can. Lose, uh, they can. <laughs> they can. Uh, they actually can, but going into this game, they're looking at their schedule. They need this win to stay alive Philly in this playoff so race. Philly is so good. Philly is so, so good. And they're not Dallas only so needs good. needs to win this game. They came off a bye this week. I know. Dallas... I mean, the fire needs to be there for that team to win. I liked what I saw out of Alfred Morris. I don't know why they didn't continue to run the ball. Uh, They were doing well. Alfred Morris averaged almost five yards a carry. Rod Smith also did well for them as the backup running back. They need to get back to the run, and I need to know if Tyron Smith is back because the left tackle they had replacing him gave up six sacks to one player. Garbage. Adrian Claiborne had six sacks all himself. All by himself. I don't think the Packers have had six
2: sacks in a game. I think though that you're talking about two different teams and who they played last week at the Falcons and then the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Philly I, is sexy. Philly man. Philly is a tight team. I mean, Philly just is sexy. listen to this: fourth offense, tenth defense, fourteenth passing, and fourth rushing. Fourth yeah. rushing. Yeah, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't think that, but then I guess with Carson Wentz running around the way he does, that's that's kind well,
1: of well. In the addition of Jay Ajayi, probably doesn't hurt that because he looks like he's he's a completely different person and now that he's an, in Philadelphia. If
0: you're an NFL. Fan, Man, you need to watch this game because these two quarterbacks are the future of the NFL. Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz are going to be around for a while. They're going to be the Big Ben, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers in 10 years. The
2: last game they played, too, was last uh, January, and that was 27-13 in favor of Philly. Yeah. Philly's and that was good, when man. Dallas was better. Yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go with Philly. I, they have given me no reason to, to to question them, and I don't think I really think Dallas is going to unfortunately make the play, uh, not make the playoffs this year.
0: I love Philly all year. You've if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Philly's been my team all year. But Dallas, we're talking about hunger. We're talking about hungry teams. Dallas needs this victory, and I think they get it. Dallas. I'm taking
1: Philadelphia. I was really taken aback by how just. Taken to town, that Cowboys offensive line got not only by Adrian Claiborne, but but really everyone on on that defense. They looked completely out of place in a way that I haven't seen in in a very very long. time. You're seeing time. an uncomfortable Dak Prescott. Yeah, from, you yeah. are for the first You're, time for yeah. an absolute, and he doesn't know what to do when he's always had that offensive line around him, and Baby suddenly blanket. suddenly the walls are coming down, and 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 suddenly we're starting to see that he is maybe young, and there are some flaws in his game, and he does not a as strong a pocket presence as maybe we thought i'm picking the eagles to win this game uh the cowboys are missing their lead rusher um i realize this is a home game the eagles are just they're, so they're unstoppable they're right so now until, until someone Central. shows me that they can stop carson wentz truly and totally shut him down I, i'm going with the eagles
0: Uh, what's on monday night
1: monday night uh we have the atlanta falcons
2: after a big win against dallas playing the seattle seahawks who barely kind of got by the Arizona Cardinals Thursday night last week.
0: I I don't like Atlanta, but I think Seattle's truly dead. I really do. I think that Richard Sherman injury is so they so They haven't
2: shown painful. it yet though. They, they this could again, this is going to be the game that kind of lets us know where
0: they're at. I think I think they're goners. I don't like Atlanta, but I'm picking Atlanta to win because I truly think Seattle uh, Jeremy Lane is such a dramatic drop off from Richard Sherman. Like, teams have been going against the other cornerback, Shaquille Griffin, a lot, and sometimes succeeding, sometimes not. He's a talented guy, but he's a rookie. They never throw to Richard Sherman's side. When you open up the whole field against Seattle's defense, they can be beaten. And Jeremy Lane stinks. Julio Jones is going to have the game of his life. And Mohamed Sanu is going to have 100 yards as well. Atlanta wins this game.
2: God, you make a good. That's a good argument. <laughs> that's a great argument. Dangles.
1: Yeah, uh, Atlanta. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with everything Tony said. I think Atlanta showed up last week and showed what they're made of. Um, I think they they're they could potentially be missing Devontae Freeman in this. I think. Yeah. he I think he may be uh, doubtful for this game. Concussion. Uh. But I. I just. I. The the Seahawks do not have enough weaponry on offense. I think to keep up with this team and the Falcons are. still still on the road to prove that they are as good as everyone expected them to be yep
2: well, the thing that I would have to disagree with, though, is the is the passing. I mean, currently the Seattle Seahawks are seventh on offense, and then they're second in passing. In they, the are,
1: league. So,
0: they are they are because is, they cannot run the ball. That is they that have to is pass. only because sure. because
1: yeah exactly they have to pass the ball, and if Russell Wilson does not, you know, if they're not running a slant route where he's firing the ball within the first second and a half of getting it snapped, he's rolling out of the pocket. Now he's great at throwing the ball on the run, among the best in the league with Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton, but. He, you can only sustain that for so long. It cannot be the only yeah. way that you're
0: scoring. We, no. were, we were talking earlier in this podcast about playoff picture. This is the last team in the wild card and the one of the first in the in the hunt. This is a huge playoff yeah. implication uh, game, Brian. I think it's going to be Atlanta only because
2: I think, the, of, to add to what you guys have said, I think the Atlanta Falcons have always played a good Seattle Seahawks team very very well mm-hmm. they've kept it into the games 36 20 that was that you know january 14th game and then we all remember that 24 26 loss that atlanta should have had mm-hmm. in that dramatic uh you know uh penalty at the end of the game but Stupid. uh i think this is going to be a really interesting game but that's our that's our schedule for this week
0: that's our pick them and that's our podcast again i will reiterate that we will not be here next week you can catch all of our picks via the instagram page which is the left coasters podcast on instagram facebook twitter it'll be all over the place Have a wonderful holiday, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And Dangles has something to say.
1: I'd like to just round out the podcast with some words of wisdom from Mr. Rob Gronkowski when asked about uh, what message he had for the people of Mexico as the Patriots head to Mexico to play their game. Yo soy fiesta, baby.
0: Yo soy fiesta. We're out.
3: I'm Coach Claire Bartholik and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 258 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.